Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science facts. Engines primed, engage! I'm Andy. I'm Sarah. I'm Doug. And I'm Jesse. And we are the Space Nerd Star Trek Club. Yeah! Star Trek! We're meeting every week to talk about new episodes of Star Trek Picard. Woo! Get ready for Star Trek Club! To share your thoughts on Star Trek Picard, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. We are Space Nerds! Seven, eight. Everything has happened. What's going on? It's the end of the card. All the things, all the answers were answered. Nobody died. <laughs> oh wait, he lived. He lived. He lived. As a column, we were right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you're listening, you can tune out now because that's the best thing that's going to happen. <laughs> All right, this is it. Star Trek Picard finale on the Space Nerd Star Trek Club. Wow. Wow, wow. Jesse and I, uh, when it it ended, I looked at him and I was like, we can't say anything right now. (laughs) We just watched it five minutes ago. that was literally five minutes ago. I'm still going to recommend that you watch it right before we podcast. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm going crazy. Yeah, we're going crazy. (laughs) I'm going crazy. Jesse, you want to let it out? Let me let it out. Go um, for it. Let that fart out. So I loved so much of this episode, but I've got to start with the one thing I said I didn't want, which was <laughs> for like this golem to be like Picard's going to die. He's going to turn into the golem. Yeah. I will say that they did a really good job of it. Like yeah. they did yeah. a really wonderful job of presenting it. And they made him mortal, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Yeah. And that honestly like really helped me a lot and i didn't i felt like the character man they managed to keep the character intact which is what <clears throat> i was really worried about yeah um, yeah i don't love it but i can live with it <laughs> i i don't hate it um i thought i was gonna hate it and they did it anyway and i don't hate it yeah but i don't like it i mean yeah. it's not my right. choice like i his death scene was remarkable and oh. i <laughs> would i'm so stoked we're getting a season two and I want more Picard, but I I feel so strange about them like killing Picard and then continuing the show because it's exactly what I didn't want them to do. So right. I'm kind of processing through that. My my other thing that I'm really processing through that is bothering me quite a bit is that um like first of all, I'll say Data's death scene was lovely. I mean yeah. they did a lovely job. Yeah. But I like Nemesis. I've always liked Nemesis. It's the mm-hmm. last Star Trek movie in which they kill Data. I've always liked that movie a lot. And there was a huge fan outcry against that. People right. saying that there's like, oh, this is such bullshit. You can't just like kill Data that way. This is like such a disservice to the fans. And I've always disagreed with that. I've always been like, man, Data sacrificed himself to save Picard. It was a beautiful moment. And I liked that movie. So right. I did not need them to retcon Data's death to make it more wonderful. 
and that's what they did and this no. is like this is in, hold on i gotta vent let me vent this is like in response to this whole fan thing that's been going on for years of like oh data's death was either reversed in the comics or it wasn't like well done enough in the movie so he like wants something better i feel like they finally gave us that like beautiful wonderful death scene with data that we've always wanted and to me it felt like a reaction to fandom and i don't like when movies are made in reaction to fandom i like when creators you know take in outside opinions but i like when creators tell us a story that they want to tell us and this felt a little fan servicey in a way that i wasn't crazy about huh but and it felt like retconning something that everyone but me dislikes so i know i'm going to be in the minority on this one um but yeah it was something that i i didn't need them to bring data a better death and i don't like thinking about data spending decades in this quantum simulation where he doesn't have a body, I have all these questions now about if we had Data's consciousness, why didn't we put it into a synth body? Because that seems like something they could have done. Um, and a, a lot of it just feels like moments that were really great on screen and like wonderful moments to watch. And that's why I'm not super mad or, or upset about this in any way. Um, besides to say that the the moments felt very cinematic and it felt like their purpose was to be cinematic instead of their purpose being an organic... Um, logical extrapolation of the story's conclusion. Hmm. So those things are not sitting great with me. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, I want to let Doug respond to what his initial reaction was, but my reaction, just really quick because it's short, was that they gave Data the death he would have wanted because he wanted to die the way a, a human would die. And right. in that in that sequence, like he grows old. For, right. I mean, in a very short amount of time, but... Like, in some ways, I feel like that was giving the character the sort of death the character had always wanted. Yeah, I might, I agree. But I also feel like the character chose his own death when he chose to sacrifice himself for Picard. And, like, mm -hmm. that was such a, a human act. And it was, like, this Data's last moment was this moment where he self-sacrificed in a way that was utterly human. Yeah. And he'd always wanted to be human. So he already, in my mind, he already had that death. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of people dying and then other people extracting their consciousness without their consent to continue their lives because they can't handle them dying. I'm uncomfortable with that as a plot device. Mm -hmm. I feel like if they know ahead of time and they sign up for it in their will, yes, please extract my consciousness. Yeah. I'd like to continue living after death. That's, that's something different, but not giving them the choice feels strange to me and they did it to Data and to Picard in this episode. Hmm. I mean, although Data's happened long ago and Picard, you know, is someone who values the natural course of life and it's not the first time they've done it to picard what do you mean he didn't they transport him back out from space once when he oh the, there was <laughs> that like episode an was terrible like, hey we we can still bring him back and they're like okay let's do it well like, yeah his like mind energy was out in this nebula mm -hmm. and they beamed mm -hmm. him back into his body mm -hmm. and it made very little sense and it's not a good episode but Just saying but well but that was like picard's <laughs> brain being infected by this weird energy oh, okay. creatures and like that wasn't him so, reaching so the, his so natural death. So there are death. exceptions for you resurrecting people. I feel like that was them saving him, not resurrecting him. I feel like Isn't this isn't this saving him too? Saving him from a saving him from the disease that he died naturally of at 94 years old? Mm. I don't know. I I feel I feel iffy about it because I I like how the character responded to it and I like how he is now like 
speaking for the synths and is a synth. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot that I like about it. So I, I'm sure that as I live with this, I will grow <laughs> to accept it and like it. But I'm just expressing my, my feelings yeah. about a plot device that I saw coming that I wasn't crazy about beforehand. And now sure. well, you were saying you it know. from episode one, just because of the opening credits. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, that's funny. the theory that Picard was a synth all along was obviously yeah. incorrect, but, but he is still one you're in the ballpark. Yeah. 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 And yeah, <laughs> and like yesterday, definitely... <laughs> yesterday I called this, I'm like, this is going to happen and I'm not going to like it. And I liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah. So I'm not like sad about the show. I loved loved Star Trek Picard season one. I loved it. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited to have more. Um, it wasn't it wasn't my ideal resolution. And the way that they built things up, I liked more than the way that they paid it off. That's usually the case for me. In most right. things, I'm really picky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to go along for the ride and enjoy things for what they've presented to us. And I was able to do that in this, in this show also. And I'm, you know, feeling happy that it was made and happy with all the choices that they made overall it feels like we got the fifth star trek the next generation movie and there Mm. are things that i didn't like about it but that's always going to be the case and it did not make me hate the show or not want them to make more by any means but i will say that like if data's consciousness has been alive for this long like not having geordie in this season bothers me much more than it did before because geordie was data's best friend he didn't get the chance to say goodbye he didn't get the chance to speak to him again maybe he did we'll see it in a flashback in like season two or something but Mm -hmm. i'm also like thinking about how like Worf and geordie and crusher are the only three characters we didn't see and two out of the three of them are black men and it feels weird it's like let's bring all the white characters back but not bring the black characters back and now at the end of the season when it's like damn Jordy should have been a part of this in so many ways. Jordy should have been that scientist instead of Dr. Soong that had been on this planet working with the synths. That should have been fucking Jordy, right? Yeah. That would have been so much better. That would have been good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, these are my complaints. And I, you know, Doug has been training me to accept <laughs> what I have and not complain about what didn't happen, not complain about the things that I wanted that aren't No, there. you should not like but, things if you don't like things. Yeah, I mean, you know, I... I'm not like hating on this by any means, but there are there are quite a few things that that I would have done differently. And obviously, I'm not the storyteller making the show, but that's the lens through which I see pop culture media. And sure. I feel I I you know I feel so conflicted because I we have all these lovely scenes now of you know Picard and Data together that was just wonderful, but also like you know it felt apologetic to Nemesis and that. I didn't need that, and it feels weird to me to have that now. Hmm. That was what I disagreed with you about, and yeah. that's what I was... Yeah, tell me I, more. I, I don't think it's a retcon, because a retcon is saying, hey, this thing that you think happened one way actually happened a different way, and this doesn't change anything. This just uh, uh, springboards off of that, and I feel like it helps wrap up a loose thread that Nemesis left out there that was sort of obnoxious, which was Data transferring himself into B4. Sure. So really what this is, is this is wrapping up that weird loose end and saying, oh, here's that consciousness that Data put into B4 and how it resolves through the Star Trek universe. Data made his sacrifice. This consciousness isn't even aware of that. So that's that's not changing anything. And he's only distantly, that copy of his memories is only secondhand aware of the sacrifice that he made. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so the first date of death is a real legitimate death that's there. It's a, it's, it is the sacrifice. 
we did say goodbye to him. This is like, oh, well, Nemesis also left this huge matzo ball out there for us to <laughs> wrap our minds around, which yeah. is, oh, also, we made a copy of Data. Data made a copy of himself before he left, so what the fuck happened with that? That's a great so, point. I really, I really like that point. I will also say on top of that that episode one of Picard basically said Data died. He tried to transfer his consciousness. It didn't work, but the neurons from Data existed in B4, and that's how we were able to continue making synths. Right. And that I liked more than Data's consciousness continuing to exist as a way to wrap up that thread. And right. I feel like both exist, but I was happier with the idea that we used his neurons to create offspring. Wait, I think- was the first thing alive in? Were they, I, I, you know, to be honest, I'm actually really confused about the, even if it's babble science, behind <laughs> what actually happened with Data and how he was able to create all these synths and yeah. how, mm-hmm. and then also the context in which that simulation happened at the end. Like, I really didn't understand. I mean, okay. I, like, I, I think ex- I, I think I understood great. it. I think could I could explain, explain it to you. Could you explain it, but yeah. like in the most basic, yes. basic so, yeah, <laughs> like kindergartner style. Yeah, yeah. so I think we don't have this. degrees in positronic science. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, Doug. <laughs> What do you think I've been doing on quarantine? I've been studying. <laughs> um, so in the, I think a big piece of this is you two haven't seen Nemesis. But in Nemesis, they discover B4, which is like a prototype android that looks just like Data. Um, it's not very intelligent. I, it, he is not very intelligent. He seems to not be fully self-aware or fully conscious. And Data sacrifices himself to save Picard, and it's implied that he tries to transfer his consciousness into B4's body to overwrite B4 and continue to exist. Um, But And at the end of the movie, um, B4 starts singing Blue Skies, which is what Data sang at Riker and Troy's wedding, implying that some memory of Data's went into B4. Does that make sense? Um, I think so. (laughs) Wait, okay, wait. So you're saying... The whole thing you just said was basically to point out that somehow. Wait, no, I actually don't. This is just. Wait, yeah, let me. Okay, who's. Wait, okay, explain is, who B4 is. B4 is a prototype android made by Dr. Noonien Sung before Data that looks just like Data but is not as advanced or intelligent. Oh, B4! <laughs> okay, so. As so, the, they so, put dad, Data's neurons or like Data's consciousness into before but it wasn't necessarily data but then they were like oh he actually may have some kind of not consciousness but there's some parts of data that are in there because yeah. he sang that song but he is not data yes that was the implication at the but end he was of nemesis as a prototype of before data yeah. was made yes and then they tried to put something into him of data yes data after tried data to died. data tried to transfer his own consciousness into b4 to save his own life and save picards in a way would you agree with that doug that sounds about right yeah but he was hedging his bets but b4 was not developed enough to hold data's consciousness right so in the gamble. first episode of star trek picard we actually see b4 disassembled in a drawer at Agnes Gerardi's lab and when we first meet her and she says Data tried to transfer his consciousness but it didn't work. It overloaded this positronic net in B4. But um, but then they also talk about this idea of extracting Data's full memory and consciousness from a single positronic neuron and as, as is confirmed in the final episode, he transferred his positronic neurons into before that's like what he tried to transfer in nemesis in the last movie 20 years ago or whatever it was that it was made um so 
so some of his neurons existed in B4, and B4 couldn't get up and start walking and talking his data because he wasn't um, advanced enough. But what Dr. Sung did is he took out some of those positronic neurons and he reconstituted data's entire memory in a simulation. Um, and we actually see these like two crystals on top of each other in the in that scene where Picard is you know pulling out the isolinear chips to kill data for good. Um, so there's like this little crystal matrix in which exists data's consciousness that was reconstituted from a single positronic neuron that was pulled out of B4 when data put it there right before his death. They made a consciousness out of one neuron. Yes. Which they've been, they've been like setting that up since episode one also. When they talked about like reconstituting data's memories from a single positronic neuron, like they showed it in the previously on in the final episode. So this is definitely something that's been set up since the beginning of the season. Okay. Okay, I think that makes sense. I might... Okay, I'm going to try to say it back to you one more time to make sure yeah, yeah. I get it. And so, okay, so Data's like, I'll save us. I'm going to put my brain in this dude. And then he's like, oh, man, it didn't work. I'm dead. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, man, we could take this consciousness or some of it that worked. And he's like, oh, I'm still here. I'm before. Ha ha. And then they were like, Oh, wait, there's this, like, one or maybe two tiny little dudes who actually do have Data's memory. Let's take these dudes out and put them in this pretty crystal. And they're like, wow, Data's memories still live on in the crystal. The B4 is not the crystal. And he still (laughs) maybe has some little crystals, thoughts, from Data that are, but they're not data. So data's memory and mind have lived on in this little crystal, though B4 is his own person. So, yes, with most... one, one Go ahead. tweak, yeah. B4 got burnt out yeah. uh, with data's memories. So they're like, oh shit, B4 got burnt out. Let's grab some of those little neuron things and put them in this crystal instead. Yes. Oh, so B4, like, we've never seen B4. Not we in saw any him, meaningful way. We saw him disassembled in a drawer in the beginning of the season. Oh, uh, okay. But we okay. But besides that, he is not like a, a character. Right. We just know that that had happened. He was a character in Star Trek Nemesis, which is the fourth and final Star Trek Next Generation movie. Played by Brent Spiner, looked exactly like Data, but was but, like a... But he was more like that uh, Hell Yeah robot, where <laughs> it was clear that he wasn't like a fully conscious, self-aware data right he was definitely an earlier model right like maybe like a synthetic organism that would not be considered to be fully alive or fully self-aware like a precursor to the synths i mean even data is a precursor to the synths we saw in picard but a precursor to data one that wasn't fully functional yet it's like if you've got your mac laptop and you've got all this stuff on it and you're like oh i'm gonna throw this at this bullet that's coming at me to save my life before i do I'm going to upload my whole Mac to this flip phone I found. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then like, doesn't work. Like the only else thing, is like, you know what though? I can take that flip phone and I can just take one tiny little bit of data off of that data. And I can reconstitute your entire Mac because they go to the cloud or something. Yeah. They're stuff. like, I only see one dick pic on this flip phone. And it's, <laughs> it's trying to come through on this like shitty display. And it's not working. So maybe if I pull one, it out of here and put it into a quantum simulation, I can see the entire dick. And they see the whole one, dick. one pixel yeah. of your dick pic. And I can get your resume, wow. your, your browsing history. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 50 okay. other dick pics. Yeah. 
Yeah. That makes you have a lot of dick sense. pics in your laptop. I, I like that it didn't make sense until we got to dick pics. <laughs> now it makes sense. We got to speak in a language that everyone speaks, which is sexting. We all understand sexting. <laughs> well, I'm curious what everyone else thinks of this episode. Awkward pause. I'm, I'm okay with it. Sarah, what did you think of the yeah, finale? I feel like I liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as the episode before. I huh. think I agree with you where like the setup was like the talk was bigger than the the what's that say? Your your top heavy bar- than your bike. Yeah, like I felt like it led All pecs, this- no quads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. I like that. Wow, Jesse. <laughs> wow. Uh. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I felt like, because I felt like everything happened really fast. Like, I looked at, like, after, you know, the rom-coms came and were like, we're going to blow you up. And then, you know, Stryker was like, I'm back, bitches. Don't do it. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, okay, we won't. And then they peaced out. I, like, looked at the time check and there was still, like, yeah. 20 minutes left. And I was like, what the hell's gonna happen in these last? And then I was like, oh, well, we still gotta kill Picard and turn him into a golem. Okay. Like, so that's really gonna take 20 minutes? Like, it just seemed like mm-hmm. everything we've been waiting for happened really fast so that they could have this slow, drawn out de- I really did think his death was beautiful. I do yeah. think yeah. he fully died. I think someone, Doug, you might have made a face when he was like, oh, yeah, like he died. And then, like, they brought him back. And to me, I, I thought he was, like, dead, dead. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. mourned, they were sad, and they didn't, like, put him on, like, a defibrillator or anything to help him keep breathing. Like, you know, like, it looked like the life left from his eyes. Yeah. But then it was like, okay. And But then when he came, I, and I love that scene with Data. I was super confused because mm-hmm. I was like, I yeah, don't understand how I'm Data's here. I'm still confused about that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't, under- I, the simulation still doesn't make sense to me, even though I understand how they have the consciousness of data but yeah. we can get back to that i want to say yeah, 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 yeah yeah well and i think that see to me that conversation made me think of like uh oh it made me think of another movie and now i can't think of it but like oh it kind of made me think of well well not everyone has seen harry potter so i'm not gonna <laughs> oh well uh, never I, mind i will not make that reference if it's before book if it's before the end of book five order of the phoenix no, then you can bring it no, up no i know andy you have not gotten this far okay, so okay. I, will not, I will not spoil it so i, I know that Spoilers for Harry Potter is a kind of ridiculous thing to try to avoid. Oh, she's reading it right now. But she's I like been, staying up at night it. with a headlamp right. on while I'm sleeping, <laughs> I, reading Harry Potter. I know, I've seen the headlamp. <laughs> it's adorable. It is so cute. Um, but I will not be that friend who spoils it for you. Oh. But if you have seen Harry Potter, I think you know what I mean in the sense of like a conversation happening almost mm-hmm. in like a limbo type place. Yeah. Or the like Matrix a, also. Or the Matrix too. Yeah, you're totally right. Oh, and I've so seen the Matrix. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, like when Neo talks to the architect. That's oh, like, sure. Oh, if you want to think about it as a physical place, then that crystal holds Data's consciousness and inside of like a, a world that Data lives in. Like he's inside of a simulation. His consciousness exists for real, but it's like a personal holodeck for him to exist in. And my understanding is that as they, as Picard died, they digitized his consciousness, and then they like put him in with Data for a second, say hello to. Oh, interesting! Yeah. That's, actually, put, that's cute. They put his consciousness artificially in with Data's artificial consciousness. Yeah, so Data could explain to him like, "You died, but you are now like, but your consciousness." How did they explain to Data what to say? Well, I mean, I'm assuming that if Data's been living in this 
Crystal for decades. I mean, he seemed to be aware of Dr. Whatever Soong. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Alton. Alton. I was going to say Aardvark. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he knew about his name. brother, Dr. Alton Soong. He called him his brother. So he's obviously been, he's obviously able to communicate with with Alton Soong, is my assumption. So, so you think mm. Alton was like, dude, he's here's like, what yeah, you need to tell Picard. Picard's here. He's dying. We're going to digitize his consciousness. And Data's like, oh, well, send him on over to my digital quantum reality in my personal holodeck so I can say, kill me! Well, this is an interesting point because if he is able to... So you think he's only able to receive information? You don't think he's able to communicate back to Dr. I think he's... I'm I'm guessing that he's able to... I'll bet that there's like some way that Dr. Soong can like put some neurodes on his head and connect himself in with data so and like appear in with data and talk to him. I'll bet, I'll bet that that's the thing. So he's oh. never asked to die before then, or maybe he has and Dr. Sung hasn't executed it. I would agree with you, Andy, where I wouldn't think that data could respond to people. Like they couldn't hear him, but right. he just absorbs what other people say. Because I feel like with uh, Picard going in, he'd be like, Oh yeah, homie, I know what to talk to you about, but I wouldn't think that like, I don't know. I personally wouldn't think that people could just have like full ass conversations with him, but right. it is more like you're here and like we kept you alive, but that's almost why it's not a real way to live because yeah. you're just, your consciousness is here, but it's not like you can interact. Cause then it's like, if he could interact, why wouldn't they just make him another character? You well, know? yeah. And wouldn't yeah. he have asked to have been stopped earlier? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like the answer to these questions is they wanted to have this nice scene with data and Picard at the end of the season mm-hmm. and they kind of hand wave the rest of it away. But for me, it doesn't quite work emotionally because of that Hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah i agree well i was thinking too like i felt like this whole picard death was so beautiful and i was like i wish that would have happened at the end of like season two like i feel like they played this card really early and like they could have either had someone else die they could have had like these bad guy things actually come into the the uh, the thing and like maybe fight them off a little more but i just felt like this was such a big way to end that it's mm. like well how are you even going to top this because like because i felt like if this was the end of season two i was like well, how interesting if he actually did die like we should have yeah. if someone else turned into that golem if it was like rios or like you know somebody else who might have needed it not necessarily needed it more but you know i feel like they like played this card too fast i was thinking the same thing like i would have preferred them to kill the character at the end of season two and have there be only two seasons or honestly yeah to like kill the character at the end of season one and have it be a one season event, um, but I mean I say that wanting more, and we'll yeah. maybe we'll get a really great season two and it'll feel worth it. Right. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing for me was like, <laughs> why kill the character at all? Like, if you're not going to actually kill the character, I'm not. Sh- I mean, I think what they were trying to do was have Picard have the stakes be really high because this was like his last, you know, possible mission in his mind. And also then him sacrificing his life so that it convinces Soji to do the final thing or whatever. But the truth is I didn't actually feel like the sacrifice of his life was the ultimate thing that pushed her over the edge. I feel like mostly it was him convincing her that humanity was worth 
saving, which I think he could have done without saying, and I'm going to die. Do you know? Because his main point was that, look, all of these these ships from Starfleet showed up to save you. They didn't join forces with the Romulans to stop you and kill you and annihilate you so that you wouldn't keep this beacon going you know and i think that in the way that it was written that seemed to be the final thing that kind of convinced her plus him talking about you know just just defying the idea that you are the destroyer and all this like it actually to me it was more dramatic but it didn't seem like an essential plot point that he would die and so to me i don't even know that we needed that whole storyline with his thing in his brain and all of that like i did i think watching them mourn his death was beautiful. Like those two moments we saw with um, with Rio seven, seven and, nine, and, and then, then Elnor, Elnor and yeah, Raffi, like yeah. and and Raffi getting to really have that maternal role. Yeah, that's um, great. And like I didn't, it didn't even occur to me, which is so silly. But we have basically a chi- a mother that doesn't have a child right now, and a child who doesn't really have a parent. Yeah. Um, and like that moment, those two are brought together in that way, and that was so beautiful. Um, but I just, I don't know. It does seem like, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem necessary, but I don't hate it. I agree. I think that they did it in the, if they were going to do that choice, I do think they did it in the way, the best way they could in terms of mm-hmm. honoring what Picard would have wanted to have it, not him not be. And then the funny thing is, I mean, they literally, we were like, how weird would it be if they put him <laughs> right back in this old body? Like, yeah. <laughs> but then he was like, we knew you wouldn't want to have to get used to a new body <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. they said. And it was like, okay, sure. I keep coming back to like, why make that choice? And it doesn't, it doesn't make, it really doesn't make that much sense to me. Like, uh, yeah, the more we talk about it, the less I like it, actually. <laughs> and also because, like, I think about Data living in this, you know, simulation. If he can't communicate with people, then he's just in this, like, then he's just, like, alone in this simulation for decades. Brain and, the first, jail. and the first time he gets to talk to someone, the only thing he wants is to be, is to die. Like, I, it's, it's a little, like, depressing. I, to me, it's, like, kind of worse than the death that he had before, even though it was, like, beautifully presented and shot and, and performed. Yeah. Well, Doug, yeah, I'm sure you love like this episode, right? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with Data being in brain jail because again, that's not Data. That's a copy of Data's memories that that got cut off at a certain point after, before he went on to do more things, you know what I mean? This is like a it's like a backup of a save game before you go and fight Ganon, you know, yeah, and uh, but win the game. If every time they transport anywhere, are they not like destroying their original form and creating a copy that then continues to exist. You want to go down this road? (laughs) Well, the reason I bring that up is that if their technology to teleport someone um, is so good that it basically is a continuation of the same person, then isn't Mm -hmm. this like cloning of a mind so good that it is basically the same person? Like, I mean, from early days in Star Trek, it's been demonstrable that there is no reason for death that they could basically win the war against death, but they don't want to do that as the show. The show isn't going to be about, look, no living things really need to die because it would be a very different show and not that interesting. So every once in a while, they just kind of like veer towards it or they like dip their hands in the pool to save someone that for whatever reason they want to kill off for dramatic purposes. But I mean, it's, it's, it's well-worn territory in Star Trek. So sure. to me, it's like, 
okay, yeah, I mean, I would love it if they would eventually stop killing people that they're going to bring back ten minutes later, two episodes later, a season later, but that's just, they're not going to do it, you know? Right. So yeah, I mean, my, I'm wearing a Star Trek is... 3 The Search for Spock shirt right now, and that is the plot of that <laughs> entire movie. <laughs> yeah, got some news for you, buddy boy. Right, and it's you know, never my favorite. Like that's not my favorite sure. plot point, and I I do also wish that sure. they'd leave that and behind. Some Harry Kim is from a different alternate right dimension. Right, right. Uh, O'Brien is like a f- different twenty minute in the future version of O'Brien. <laughs> There's yeah. like all kinds of weird. Scotty got killed by a probe, you know, and then they brought him. They then they made the probe bring him back to life. Yeah, You know, I mean, it's just Star Trek is fucking weird in the way that it deals with death. What I don't like is when they needlessly toy with the emotions of the audience, which I feel like they did here. Yes. Where they're like, oh, look, we killed Picard. Let's linger on that death for 20 minutes and have all the characters. I get like the characters need to have that thing, but this was really like playing with our emotions as well. And that's the part where I'm like, all right, that's that's a little overboard. I would have been fine if all of that had been time compressed a little bit before they got to the Gollum reveal. But yeah. in principle, I don't have a problem with it, and I definitely don't have a problem with Data being in the Matrix brain jail and then wanting to not be in it anymore. That's that's totally fine for me. Sarah, I think I interrupted you there. What were you going to say? No, it's gone. <laughs> Andy, what about you? I mean, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, sorry. They're replaced. They're sorry. I'm oh sorry. yeah, we're trying to order groceries. They're with refunding those everything. Service. There's oh, like, no. n- and and I can't believe. I actually don't believe that. Like he's he refunded our pickles. It's like there's no pickles. There's no yeah. other options for pickles in the yes. grocery store there's at all. Not, there's I mean, no yeast. Depends, there's no flour. It depends on the time of day you go to. Like I feel like this time of day might be bad because I know I've uh. gone and I was like, oh, there's literally no eggs. And, like, there was no butter. Yeah. yeah people so are stocking like, up on well, random weird things. Yeah, we've been trying to order instead of going in person. But, like, they, the problem with ordering is that, like, you don't know what they have in stock until the moment they, someone goes to collect your order. And then they just text you constantly saying, oh, don't have this, don't have this, don't have this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a... It's a bit of a nightmare. It's yeah. I don't know that this is going to work for like. Yeah, we, we well we we just put on a gas mask and go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um. We also can't obviously. I don't know the toilet paper. Uh, we're not going to get toilet paper. That's yeah. fine. Well, we um, have other options for that. We've had a couple people reach out and say they have extra toilet paper. Great. We'll be fine. Okay. Sorry, Worst case I scenario, we this. will just squat in the shower and tap our butts with some fresh water, and we'll be fine. <laughs> it's like a survivor. You should order a bidet. That's what my parents oh, were saying. Oh, that's yeah. true. Well, Nathaniel uses it. He loves it. Our friend Nathaniel. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes. That's okay. the real metamercury is how the fuck are we getting groceries in this house? <laughs> uh, uh, food replicators. Just fix your intermix. God ratio. damn it. Why don't we damn have it. that? What's going on? Now it's not even. Do we need I'm to? Sorry, this is really restricted. Do we need to pause for a second? Can we? I'm sorry, guys. Okay, we're going to pause for a second. Science fiction. And we're back. Quick time okay. is fun time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What did I think of this episode? You know, it's funny. I got to say, while I was watching it, it was a 10. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, all the things were happening. The pace was really great. I felt like, oh, you know, the what I wanted in terms of a synth making the choice to go, like, with Soji being the pivotal point of that, making that choice to do the right thing was really great. Um 
What, Jesse? Oh, Doug's filter just popped on and oh. off. Was... <laughs> they, they take forever sometimes to load, yeah. and I don't know that they're up there. That so, alien sorry. one is intense. So yeah. good. Oh, that's okay. So, um, anyway, I, I so but then yeah, as we're talking about it more, I kind of do agree. I think it was like a lot of experientially it was really engaging and then when you stop and you break it down in terms of the story there are a few things that you kind of go oh okay well i can see that that doesn't necessarily align exactly with how this maybe could make sense or what i would maybe want to have happen here um and i i i was frustrated i will say this that again like i feel like we got no sense of the general population of synths yeah. Like, again, it was just focused on whatever Soji wanted or whatever um, Sutra wanted. You know, there was no, there, there was nothing from the crowd that had anything to say in either direction, you know? They were just sort of blindly following. And I know that they, in the, in the episode, they talk about these are the children and how do children learn from example, you know? Um, but it didn't actually seem like it imparted anything on the group of people. We don't see their rea- the group's reaction as Picard is showing up on this screen, as as things are literally being flown into the air and this this huge portal opens up. I mean, we have no reaction from this crowd of sense that are all gathered there. And I feel like that was bizarre, you know, like that that I do felt I did feel during the episode was kind of not satisfactory for me but um but i loved i loved Riker showing up oh, on that, that spaceship great. he was that great. moment it was just so, and to see him on the bridge of a very clearly contemporary spaceship yeah with all this new um technology and the only thing i did crave a little bit more there was to have a few more people on the bridge with him in, sure. in a similar way that it would have been. I guess also technology often replaces jobs. <laughs> well, there was people there, that but they realistic. were like far enough in the background that they were out of focus. Yeah, but it would have been cool to see him captain of a bridge with a bunch of other officers on it. Absolutely. Um, but I still love the portrayal of like a futuristic yeah. bridge. It was cool to see his new ship, like the state-of-the-art new Federation ship, but I, was, I missed the fact that normally when a, a bunch of Federation ships warp in, there's like a wide variety of different types of ship, and this was just one ship. It was like the new fleet of the new, you know, best ship, and they were all the same. I was like, where's all the weird shapes of starships that they always use because they were kitbashing their like previous models? You know, I did miss because they finally found like, okay, listen, we've got to not fuck around with a hundred different kinds of ships. Let's just get one ship. It's going to make training engineers easier. It's going to make part production easier. We are going to become more efficient. We're just going to crank this one ship out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, it's like after Utopia Planitia was destroyed, they like set up a new shipyard and it's like, we've been doing shit wrong for years. Let's we just can, make one. Let's yeah, just make all Let's just this. make a million ships. Like, I don't know. I guess this is also like the post-Dominion War fleet where a lot of ships were wiped out. Maybe they were tired, the old fleet after the Dominion War. Or maybe War they're or just not sending in like medical frigates for a, a war confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is like the new war fleet of Starfleet or something. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, Riker was awesome. Um, uh oh, it's it's so frustrating. Sorry, <laughs> just keep going. I don't. Okay. Do we need to pause again? I mean, dude, I'm do, sure do, he's do, doing his do, best. Do do. His best is not good enough. I mean, just everything's being refunded. Like our dish detergent. There's no dish detergents options. Like that That's can't true. be true. Okay, that's a lie. You well, know maybe what I, mean? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I will say one part that made me laugh a lot, though, was when they were on Picard and Agnes 
were on the ship, and he was like, oh, we're gonna use the, like, replicator <laughs> thing. He's like, what? And then, like, her face, like, oh, the yelling yeah, out of her face just pop yeah. up. I don't know why, but that made me, like, belly cackle. I, I love think that. Because it came her out of nowhere. too. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, using the Picard maneuver was great. Like, that was a really fun yeah. thing to, like, the next generation of the Picard maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I... I love the little handheld device that could fix anything, including mm-hmm. plot holes. Just, <laughs> just, it's literally like you just imagine what you want the plot to do, and this device will do it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, I, I like it because it's very explicit in that way. Yeah, yeah. I love Seven of Nine in this episode. She was excellent. Like, so yeah, yeah she killed that one homie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, someone did die. Yeah, yeah. creepy sister is gone. Yeah, they they still could bring her back. That that's they not could. like a oh yeah a final Star Trek death, but I'm calling yeah. it dead for now. If you I mean, fall yeah. down a long shaft in a spaceship, ninety nine percent of the time you're still alive. Like mm-hmm. if Star Wars <laughs> is taught as anything, that's what happens. Yeah, Good you like enough. you end up. <laughs> Like the 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 curve of the ship just gradually catches your back as you're falling, and you end up sliding, <laughs> and then you just like fall, like get pooped out the bottom and picked up in the Millennium Falcon, and that's how Emperor Palpatine survived. <laughs> and Star Trek has you know um, emergency transport, so there's yeah, there's so many ways that Narissa could have survived. Right. Yet also in Star Trek, you get stabbed in the heart with a knife on the at a bar, and you're dead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or in the eye. <laughs> yeah, right. golden eye. I, I was I wrong. It was not Golden Eye. It was Old Good Old Yellow Eyes. The name of Data's album, oh. which I found accidentally because I, the, I I read one article after the episode ended before we came downstairs to record, and it was about who sang Blue Skies, and it was the actress who plays Soji and Dodge, who mm. sang who sang Blue Skies at the end. Interesting. She's got yeah. a good voice. Great voice. Yeah, I love that. I lo- I thought oh, that was such yeah. a cool thing. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. They never talked about what happened to Frederick. That's not his name. Navarro. Narek, yeah. yeah. What happened to Narek? I was wondering he about literally, that. <laughs> it was just like, okay, I did. I snuck in. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, I love yeah. that all of a sudden, like, their goals are aligned at the end, which is to not destroy all biological organisms. Like, I loved Narek working with Picard's crew. I thought that was great. I loved Rios in this episode. I love Girardi. I love Raffi. Like, I'm fully sold on all these new characters now, and I can't wait to see more of them in season two. Yeah, the ending is really interesting because everybody that they showed on the bridge of that ship, the La, La, La Serena, La Serena, all had little uh, comm badges. They all were wearing oh. the same kind were of they really? comm badge. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That. Yeah, like, I definitely want to rewatch the whole season and pick up more details. Um Oh, Seven and Rafi holding hands. Oh, I love that. That was great. That was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that made me Although really happy. I did, after it happened, I was like, I do want that to happen, but I would have loved to see what led to that happening. Do you sure. know, like, I kind of wished... grief bonding. Grief bonding, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, I wanted to see the scene where they start to have feelings for each other, or, mm-hmm. like, we haven't really seen them interact hardly at all, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, I want to see them feel the feels for each other, yeah. you know, yeah. so I felt like that was something they could have uh, developed either earlier or over the course of season two, yeah. but yeah. that's all right. I'm still excited that it's happening. Yeah, that reminds me of two things that they kind of sold us in this season that we didn't get. One was... Fenris Rangers. We only saw seven. We never saw the Fenris Rangers, right. which I was a little yeah. disappointed by. And the other 
is Deep Space 12 that I really, <laughs> really wanted to see. Like, show me Deep Space 12. And they were going to Deep Space 12. And I'm like, oh my God, we get to see a Deep Space 12? And then we There's never saw it. Twice in the series where they do that, they're like, oh, we're going to go to Deep Space 12. Oh, my data. And then when data is like, oh, and then it was built by my brother, Alton. Like, oh, and no, you're supposed to say nine and you're supposed to say lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they'd gone to Deep Space Nine, I would have lost my shit. I was thinking about that. Like, why not go to Deep Space Nine? But maybe right. they will in Season 2. If they yeah. don't have Jordy and Worf in Season 2, I know Whoopi's coming for some guy in action. But if they don't have Jordy and Worf, I'm going to be mad. Because, like, show me Jordy and Worf and Dr. Crusher. I want to see Dr. Crusher. I want Synth Picard and Dr. Crusher to fall in love. <laughs> because, like, if you've died and are reborn in a synth body, are you still beholden to the promises you made your best friend, Jack Crusher? <laughs> Probably. Uh, maybe. Sarah doesn't know what we're talking about. And Andy is worried about groceries. Sorry, this is really unfortunate timing, but I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I can't ask him to go at another time. Yeah. Um, but I am. I'm. I do, I'm sorry. I wish I could change this. Well, it's fine. We're still chatting. We're still chatting. We're still here. Yeah. Any other feelings on this? I was trying to think of what else happened in the episode. Oh man, I didn't think so it was much. weird when um, when they did sneak in with. I keep wanting to call him Frederick. That's not his name. <laughs> <Eric>. <laughs> Frederick's <laughs> fine. I like Frederick. Yeah. He's a Frederick. Evil Fred. uh, he kind of he kind of makes me think of our friend Frederick. Like not a lot, but oh, I could see a that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did think it was weird when they like snuck in and then they just kind of started beating up these synths that weren't really doing anything. You know, it's like right. they like took him in and then they were like, "We're caught!" and they're like, "Boom, boom, boom!" and the synths were kind of like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> like I don't get why there's a fight scene right now. Nobody was really coming for you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think I think it's going back to what Andy was saying. How it just seemed like the synths all the other sins didn't have a say. And I was like, right. Soji did seem kind of hypocritical of like her saying, Picard, you choose, you choose. When do we get to choose? And I'm like, I'm sorry, who is the we yeah. you're talking about? I think you're talking about you and your sister Kama Sutra. Right, and that's it. <laughs> you are the only two who have spoken, and Alton, but he doesn't count. Like, we don't care. Yeah, like, like also, know. it would have been so cool if Soji had been like, what do you all want to do? Like, yeah, right. made it a democracy. You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, and again, you can think of a million ways they could have done things better. And it doesn't mean that the way they did it was wrong. But yeah, yeah. I also, that reminds me. So has she been activated? She must have been. Soji? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think that was back to Nepenthe, where they were sort of going down the line of, of slowly activating her, you know? Yeah, okay. I think, Got it. well, actually, Narek activated her when. He tried to kill her in that, you know. Oh yeah, and then she was ripping the floor open. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then she's just been coming to terms with it since then. So, well, now we can answer Sarah's question from last episode, which was, "How did Narissa get on the board cube at the beginning of this episode?" And the answer is, I have no fucking clue. Because why? wasn't that weird? Yeah, why was she on the board cube? I had no idea why she was on the board cube. Last we saw her, wasn't she like? On the bridge of her ship with no, with O. She was getting. This is what Sarah was saying last time. Is that the last we saw her, she was getting tackled by a group of XBs who were trying to kill her, and then she emergency transports out of there, and that's all we see. Okay, which but I didn't now notice the assumption that. is that yeah. she emergency transports somewhere else on the board. Cube, okay, okay, that and makes she's sense. She's been hiding there. I had thought when she emergency trans because right before she gets tackled, she says, "Is my ship ready?" 
So I thought she had just transported to her ship. Mm. But it's, and maybe, but it also works that she just transported somewhere else on the board cube. Yeah. and Like to her office. Okay. Well, that's one, <laughs> that's one answered. Why, why did they just let um, Commodore O or General O of the Romulan Empire, they just like let her go at the end? Like she, she's been, was, she's so been the, like infiltrating Starfleet for decades. Like she is the most dangerous person for Starfleet. Like she's a Romulan operative that tricked them for decades. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they just let her go. Like shouldn't they try to arrest her or something? What do you mean? Like start a war with the Romulan Star Empire right there? Yeah, I mean, I guess you that's know? true. And I also, I mean, true. no offense to Riker, but he's just like a retired captain who's living on his forest planet making pizza. He really can't be like, you know what? I did decide to arrest her. Sorry that we're going to war now. You know what yeah. I mean? That's mm-hmm. got to be like a higher level decision. Okay, good. We're explaining away things that were bugging me. This is good. Yeah, but I do feel like that whole moment was kind of like kind of left a bad taste in my mouth where I was like, that seemed so easy. Like that yeah. seems like he could have just been like, here, have this piece of pizza and like, let's call it. <laughs> and she would have been like, ooh, basil. Like, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah. it just seemed like she, they gave up so fast. Like, they yeah. can't, you know what I mean? Like, for all of that, it's been going back to Picard being like, I will give up my life. But it's like, well, I don't understand then how your life was jeopardized when <laughs> y'all just sat and talked and then they went home. Like, yeah. I, I also, yeah, uh, oh, so many things because now I'm, I'm remembering. So, what is the technology behind that little thing that just does whatever you want it to do when you think of what you want to have happen? And where did it come from? Well, the. the- it the came, synth planet. It came yeah. from a writer's imagination to say, how do I solve all the it problems? It came in the synth planet. Remember, the good old golden eyes gave it to her right before she left for the ship to fix it. She's like, this right. will do. Just use this your will, imagination. It yeah. fixes oh, things. Oh, yeah. I, and then, it's the kind of tool that you give a planet full of children that don't know other things. They're like, here, use this. What does it do? It fixes things. We use it to fix things. It helps things <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like th- in this case, I mean, it really seemed like literally magic right like they're they usually they at yeah. least give you some space babble or techno babble to make you think okay so there's something they developed that made this happen but with this it was like just imagine it it'll be real Girardi gives it some techno babble she does when, oh yeah, yeah. When, when they're about to use it she's like oh, if only we had it right 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 neural interface molecular yeah and then she's a hundred faces it looked like an ocarina yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind it that like thing. brass knuckles like mm. it did it looked like brass knuckles ocarina which um, is the name of my new band but that's also another like weird thing when you think about it like if that exists you could make a bunch of them and if you could make a bunch of them it right. would transform things because it's not too out of the realm of Star Trek right like sure they mm-hmm. have replicators yeah they have they have industrial replicators this is sure. just like a replicator with a neural interface that's yeah. handheld so they're all sort of things that it, it, components exist in Star Trek where if you take them together you're like oh right that would transform things far beyond it making it an interesting show mm-hmm. it would just yeah. become a very weird yeah. show so we just have these little glimpses of stuff that are world breaking that really are like this defies everything we know about yeah. the natural world right. yeah. and we'll just use it right here and then we'll put it in the box and we'll pretend it doesn't exist anymore right right yeah and, and i felt like this finale like opened up several more of those in a way that that made me feel queasy <laughs> yeah and i'll yeah, guarantee sure. my guess i don't guarantee it my guess is that through season two of Picard, 
him being a synth will not be any form of like a plot device or anything relevant. Where like if you started watching season two, you'd be like, why do they make jokes about Picard being not real? From right, time to time? right, right. <laughs> like right. that's all it'll be. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I wonder. Which is then why do you do it? I guess you do it to create the dramatic. Right. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're not examining the nature of artificial intelligence in the next season, it will feel like a big cop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they will because yeah. I mean, unless that's unless that's the like what they did in this one, where they're doing a deeper dive into the ethics of synthetic life, which yeah. they had never really done. Then, yeah, I don't think it'll ever come up. Well, I, yeah, I felt I was so excited at the beginning of the season that I felt like they were going to get into the nature of consciousness and what it means to be conscious and alive, even if you are created synthetically. And I don't feel like they really did that. I feel like the synths in this were just basically human, and they, yeah. you know, f- felt and looked human. Um, I mean, when we saw like all the older synths and they were a little more data-like, mm-hmm. it was I was really interested in that because it was you know a little bit different, but. With with Soji, it was like she's just a human who has these like implanted memories and then is kind of remembering her real past instead of like this is a synth who is remembering her real past. It, it could have just been a human. It didn't need to be a synth, mm. Um, mm. which I like that it's a synth and I'm glad they did that. And I, I really like those themes, but I feel like they didn't really explore those themes. They were just kind of the backdrop of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, I'd agree. I also feel a little let down that we only got a glimpse of these... Um, ancient synths from across the galaxy through this portal. <laughs> like, having yeah. having those synths come through the portal and be a part of the final confrontation I was what I was kind of expecting. And what they did instead was the classic Star Trek, let's just agree to be friends and stop fighting, which they always do. And I love that. Like, don't get me wrong, I love that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this scenario, this situation, I, I was a little let down by it because... It, we were right there. Like, those synths were coming through. Yeah. And now I feel like we've been left in a situation very similar to when Q introduced humanity to the Borg, which is that these synths now know that they've been called, but right. they didn't make it through, so they're probably on their way. You know, they probably know where this is, and they're probably coming. And if that's not what season two is about, again, I will be a little let down, because that's another thing that just kind of opened this box that they're probably not going to, like... That they probably just close and, and put in the closet. Yeah, I'd rather them not go back to that for season two. That mm. to me would be like, so is this all that we're gonna do? Like, that's fine. Leave that alone. And then if someone in some other series wants to do it, you know, if Discovery wants to be like, oh shit, five hundred years ago the since squids came through and killed a bunch of people, like fine, you can deal with that there. But yeah. I'd rather not have that become like an ongoing thing. Yeah, I kind of agree with both of you. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like um it doesn't it there's no way in which it's justified that they don't come back because if I mean if this is highly evolved synthetic life and they know that there was this beacon made that called to them and the beacon got shut down, they're not going to yeah. assume that they're like, "Oh, they don't need us." Right. Um, but <laughs> they're but probably I, fine. They're, they're you know, they changed their minds. <laughs> but I also really am not that interested in seeing a storyline continue with that so i feel like like i don't want it to continue in the next season but i'll also be like well that's a little annoying when it doesn't but i'd rather it not yeah Yeah. i i also it's funny as we're talking about just like the here have a slice of pizza and go away moment like i do i do buy but i would have been interested in seeing more of a reaction from her that when (laughs) when oh my god oh my god doug's got a pizza face 
Oh my god! You're really, perfect. Uh, it's perfect. You're really doing a lot of visual comedy on this podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so I, I would have. I mean, so when the thing that basically Commodore O has dedicated her life and her career to, right? When that thing, when the synth, when the synth decides not to let these creatures in, when when the thing she prophesied would happen actually turns on its head and is about to happen and then that synth makes the choice to not yeah. do that. Like, I, I do believe that that would be enough of a, I don't know, enough of a gesture to convince her to stop fire because it's everything that she believed would happen doesn't happen. But she doesn't really... She kind of almost has the look of like we've been defeated. Oh, General then, O, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, she as gave up very to easily. Like, yeah, but but I also think I actually think the action justifies her giving up easily. Like I I think this is a remarkable thing that the, that the synth decides not to let this happen when she saw and so believed that this in this prophecy that said that the synth would let it happen, and right. so like I do believe that's a strong enough thing. But then her reaction was almost like, well, we've been we've been defeated. Yeah, right. if her reaction was, oh my god, my entire belief structure is yes, bullshit. Yes, exactly. I would have really been more resonant, and then I would have believed her backing like, down. She more. has this massive crisis of faith in that moment, and then right. backs down. I would have loved that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's Yeah. I was also like like the the synths from the ancient synths are just like angry spider Arms. fingers. Like I was really like we we had been kind of sold this, you know, weird synth face that was in the vision. The one that kind of transformed into data. And those I was, are the synths that you make that then destroy organics and then the organics get mad so then they wipe those people out. Okay. Those aren't meant to be the higher super yeah. synths, the uber, well, uber synths. Sure. Well, all I'm saying is that I would have liked, like, if the if the super synths had, like, come in and been a part of this, and maybe, like, talking them down from killing the organics was the final thing, and, like, mm. there was some sort of crazy, like, synth civilization that we got to look at, and then Soji convinces them not to kill all the organics because the organics have come to defend them. I feel like there, there could have been some more... Um, some more like resonant resolutions that could have happened for me personally. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I would have, I don't know, depending on how they do it, that already, that makes me feel a little weird. Cause I, I, to me, this had been set up as this, like, you know, Cthulhu level, unknowable elder gods, except they're robots kind yeah. of thing. So then if it was like, Oh, let's come down and have a chat. And you're, they're like, actually we're organics, but we're super cool. And they're like, okay, seems legit. Let's just bug out. Like that would have, to me, undermined. No, I everything think. Else they well, had what set I'm up. saying is that it would have been up to Soji to to convince the synths to say, "Hey, we are synthetic. We called for your help. We are friends with these organics. We don't want them all to die. And and like, you know, we get to make choices about our own existence. And you know, you don't get to take that away from us. Like to have her kind of stand up and defend not just the, her life but the lives of her friends who are organic. I think could have been really powerful. Yeah, I, I mean, depending on how they do it, I think it, it would have been possible, but uh, my initial reaction to that is, like, I, I that I don't... Uh, yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. I kind of like yeah. them being this, like... I, I would have either preferred that or to have them not come through the portal at all. Like, to not get that close to coming through the portal. Because right. I feel like just having these, like, claw fingers coming through the portal 
that then gets shut down just opens up this whole can of worms of like, well, now they know where to go. They should have just had a giant hand put it around the rim uh. of it, and then a big <laughs> robot head stick out like, eh? Yeah. Ah. Well, <laughs> Wait, no, he sticks his head out and he's like... <gasps> The cutest? Right. <laughs> oh my god! Or it's yeah. the pizza head that you just had on. Oh yeah, it's just Mr. Hom. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's hello. Am I <laughs> killing pizza people? Uh, I wish everyone could see that pizza face. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Daddy. What I do think they've done, and 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 part of what I want to talk about today is they've set up a very large possibility scheme for season two. And, like, I, I, they could really go anywhere. They could play on some of the old storylines, or they could really choose to just totally start over and have just go with, these new, with this new band of characters, mm-hmm. go on a totally different adventure. Um, and I like that. And I kind of want to know from the group, like, what are some things you would really want to see in season two? They don't have to be specific, like, I want this thing to happen, but more, they can be that, or they can be more general, like, I want to... I I want them to explore what it means for Picard to be synthetic or, you yeah. know, whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one for me. I think seeing Worf, Geordi, and Crusher is a big one for me. Yeah. I'd love to see Deep Space Nine. I mean, I just want to go on a tour of classic 90s Star Trek. <laughs> There's, like, rumors floating around that Captain Janeway is going to make a cameo. I want oh. Seven of Nine to be a part of the crew. I wouldn't actually even mind if Narek was, like, brought into the crew somehow. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, like him being this Jotvash washout was an interesting wrinkle to his character that we just found out in this oh, last episode. Oh, and we didn't even talk. Did we talk about this? his sister dying? Yes, we did talk about that. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I was I Instacart. That's okay. Although that with... does remind me, I was going to say that I felt like Narissa being killed so early in the episode and not being a part of the final confrontation for me was a little deflating also. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of wanted to see how she would have factored into that final confrontation. Yeah, she brought that on herself. Yeah, I mean, you don't pick a fight with Seven of Nine on a board cube. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah. You killed Hugh. Everyone loves Hugh. I know. I know. This that's is what I want you. from season two is to find out that Hugh was just badly injured. <laughs> and he's fine. He survived but, the stabbing and the crash. Yeah. But honestly, like, I have no ideas as far as, like, what the shape of season two of Picard should be. Like, I have no ideas. I, I feel like, where, where do we go from here? I really have no idea. Mm. What do you guys think? I, don't, I feel yeah. like they left it pretty open, which is nice, you know, because they give their shows where it's like the season ends with like the bad guys finally coming through. And then you're like, great, now I got to wait for the whole next season to figure out what happens when the bad guy showed up. Right. But like, I'm not right. bothered that like they can literally do whatever the fuck they want at this point. Or it's like, bring back, bring back the creepy bug things, bring or don't, bring back you or don't, like. <laughs> Make Picard live or don't like. <laughs> you know, Sarah like, doesn't care. <laughs> I'm I don't care in the sense of like I'm very excited to see and they could be like you know they really could make up whatever they want at this point which they yeah. do anyway so it's like you just keep doing you boo <laughs> like I'm, I'll buy it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair what about you Doug. Yeah, I'm in the same boat where it's it's they didn't really end it with any kind of like, oh, there's a real serious loose threads that we have to mm-hmm. solve or that we have to wrap up, you know, and it's the whole crew sitting on the crew of the ship and 
ready to go exploring or do whatever, and no one really has any specific things that need to get addressed, so they kind of have free reign to follow whatever threads they want for Season 2. Personally, I would like Season 2 to feel a little smaller and not a, like, oh, what's the thing that's going to threaten all of organic life in the galaxy this time, you know? Like, if it was a, oh, shit, Section 31 conspiracy in Starfleet that needs to get rooted out or something of that nature, you know? And I I wouldn't mind more stuff with the Romulans, the fallout of, of that, you know, of how Starfleet kind of got tricked by the Romulans, by one faction of the Romulans to not help them. And now, you know, the the Borg reclamation project is done. So if they wanted to address some aspect of that, of the resettling uh, Romulan refugees, would be, I think, uh, uh, an interesting part to explore. But beyond that, nothing in particular. It's interesting that we already know pretty much know that that uh will be goldberg is going to be back as Guinan. yeah so that also to me personally opens up some of my favorite aspects of star trek which are just the bananas space magic stuff because <laughs> um, i would i would really i think it would be so bold and and hard to do and kind of maybe a very risky choice but doing stuff with like Guinan and Q and that kind of oh, yeah. the more the, the silliest aspects of Star Trek like being explored in a serious modern version of Star Trek is fascinating to me. Yeah. I'm curious how they're going to keep Rios and the La Serena involved because they hired him for this mission the mission is over he's now, in love well yeah sure he's Daddy in love picard. with picard that's, so now he's, like he's not but that's he's what i'm leaving picard but that's what i'm Ever. saying is like what is that like logistically what's that going to look like is that going to be like picard rejoins starfleet and this is his crew and they are a special envoy to the romulans or something like i'm could curious be, about that you know they could they could join the fenris rangers and yeah. just go do you know adventuring stuff like that yeah. They, they could be, like, if it was a, like, oh, Starfleet is corrupt, like, oh, Commodore O rose up through the ranks, and, you know, we know that there's going to be a Section 31 show, so if it's a, like, if it's that, if there's, like, Starfleet is corrupt, we need to deal with it, let's have this group of outsiders who, you know, that are not Starfleet, they're perfectly suited to deal with the corruption. That's a great you know? idea. I like that a lot. I, I want to keep this crew together, and it, it, there's, like, a little bit of a weirdness in doing so, because... Like Gerardi was brought on board. This this brilliant cyberneticist was brought on board to help with right. the synths. And now we actually have Soji on the ship as well, who right. is a synth, and Picard, who's now a synth. So right, like she's good work. Are they all going to stay together because they're doing something involving synths? Are they like seeking out synthetic life somewhere else, or you know, right. like what what are they doing? I'm really curious to see where they go with it. I, you know, I I didn't love this finale. I liked it. And I'm very excited to see where it goes next still. But yeah, it's weird. I feel a little deflated at the end of the season. I feel like a, a little bit of like the, like that tension and release that I love from a good show. I feel like they released all the tension in episode eight. And mm. then nine and 10 were, were really predictable. Like, you know, we basically predicted the two big turns of the episode, which is that Soji's going to come around and save the day. Mm-hmm. and that Picard is going to become this Gollum synth. Like, that, we predicted, like, the entire episode yesterday when we spoke before having watched it. So there's something a little bit deflating about that. I mean, obviously, we didn't predict that Data was living in crystals in mind jail, but I'm not even <laughs> that wild about that. 
Although I did love his last scenes, so I don't know. I feel weird. I feel very conflicted for you. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we rate this fucker? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Are we doing the thing where we rate both out of twenty? Do we want to do that? What do you think, Sarah? Well, I guess my question was: Do you want to rate the episode, or are we rating? I guess we could rate. Oh no, we want to rate the season once we binge it all, right? Oh, you want to rate the whole season? Well, I don't know. I just thought about all the possibilities. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's your show, Jesse. Well, let's let's start you by tell us. let's rate the whole let's rate this episode by itself. Okay. Did we want to do the thing where we rate the last two out of twenty, or is that too confusing? <laughs> uh, how about this? Let's rate this episode, and then I want to know if if your rating for the last episode changed based off of seeing the finale because we saw the first half of this two-parter. And I do I do mm-hmm. think we should rate the season as a whole as well. Let's just fucking rate everything right now. So how do you rate this <laughs> this episode first? And does it change your episode your rating from part 1 of this episode? What do you think, Sarah? I think yes. I think my rating for this episode would be like a seven and a half because I think that there are so many things that I just felt like it the you know, like I said a lot about the pacing. I feel like it moved almost too fast in a sense at some moments, and then not fast enough at mm-hmm. others. And so, like, it just felt very incohesive or like very like jagged at times. For it was like you know when you're on like a bumpy ride, and it's like you know you're like whoa, and you're like oh, okay, and you're like ah, and so like I just. I, I really wanted to love it more, and there are definite elements that I did really love, but it just, I feel like I ended it being like, oh, okay, versus like, oh, man, like, that was a journey. Like, that was a journey. Man, like, now I can put all the pieces together from, like, previous things. It just kind of left me like, okay, like, cool, cool, that happened. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad. And I think kind of like you said to Jesse of like all the things that we predicted happen, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but then it's also like, well, okay, I was prepared for this and it happened. So, and I didn't want it and so it still happened. What? Right. So like, I yeah. feel like, and so I feel like with that one yesterday too, my rating or what I've last episode, I gave it a nine and I, I was going back and forth between like an eight and a half and a nine because there were things I was like, eh, I don't know. But I was also like, I haven't really rated anything very high in the season. So I was like, I'm going to give this episode a nine because I did really enjoy it. But I feel like now that eight, eight and a half, like, stands more true because mm. of how this ended. So, like, yeah. I would give this episode, like, a seven, seven and a half and the last episode, like, an eight, eight and a half. Nice. What about you, Doug? I'd probably give this an eight and a half. I still like the other part one better. Um, I agree with Sarah about the pacing. My thought of the pacing was that the first half of the episode was was fast-paced and was heavy on tension and action, and, and I liked it. It was a bit much. I felt that could have been a little more up and down to be enjoyable. And then this, the back half of the show was really just like emotional manipulation of a beloved character dying and then being brought back, you know, and then another lovable character uh, dying and not coming back. Yeah. So it just that 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 part to me was, uh, I yeah I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was necessary for the story, um, and and it, yeah kind of made that part of it drag. I think it would have been hard to to interweave that in with the 
sort of the actiony part, the actiony wrap up. So, um, yeah, that, pacing is such a huge thing for me in in the shows, and and whether I enjoy them or not, um, I don't mind. I don't mind the the data copy of data having its ending time. You know, I don't mind Picard being put into a, a golem. I didn't like them lingering forever on the emotional reaction of his dying since they know it's a fake out mm-hmm. and not a real death. And mm. I'd say most of the audience probably gets the idea like, well, they're not just going to kill Picard before season two of the yeah. show named right. after Picard. Right. right? Why they already announced season two. It kind of ruined the emotional stakes of the end of this, the episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. And these are the kind of things that when you rewatch them, it gets really, you're like, okay, he's yeah. not dead. Everyone put your tears away. Ah. Calm down. So, yes. so that's and that, but that's again. Star Trek has done this before, right? Uh, so that's why. But I still like it. I still, I still, overall like the show, and I do overall like this episode. But those aspects of it, that kind of like manipulative part of it, is why. Otherwise, I would probably have given this one uh, a nine, and, a, and but I'm just going down to eight and a half instead. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Oh wait, sorry. Does that change? Do you change your rating yesterday? You're sticking by your rating from. Part yeah, one. I gave. I think I gave part one a nine, and yeah, yeah. I, I okay. still feel strongly about that. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think. So yesterday I gave part one a six and a half. No, seven and a half, eight. I would say this definitely like rounds it up to an eight for sure, I, or eight point five, honestly, because I do think that it makes sense with where they were going. Um, a lot of the things that I was like, I don't like that they did that. I'm kind of going, well, I see that they did that in service of this greater story that they were heading towards, even though I'm not totally sure I agree with all of the greater story choices. But, yeah, I would say overall, I would go with an 8 or an 8.5 for this episode, um, which is funny because while I was watching it, I... I, as I said, I was like, 10, 10. Like, <laughs> I was getting all these emotional moments with the Riker coming up. And I mean, I'm, because I'm also rewatching through TNG right now, all of the nostalgia stuff, all of the references at all, it, small or large to the to TNG, I, I just like, I'm a sucker for. Um, and so there we had a few of those moments. Um, and so I, and then just the action sequence of all of the ships showing up and, yeah, I, I think I was distracted by that, but as we as we continue um, talking about it, I kind of am seeing how they are a lot of like fl- flashy jazz hands. Yeah, <laughs> you know that are like that's cool, and then you're like, oh wait, but that's but is it? D- d- it's like you're just waving your hand around. Um, <laughs> Don't think about this thing over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I would say also. In some ways, you have to judge the last episode um, for the overall season as well. Like, I I just feel like that's, you know, you, that's the bow on the present. And, and, like, I'm thinking about what's inside of the present. Like, And I'm like, well, that's some good stuff. Um, and even if the bow isn't, like, perfectly symmetrical or whatever or doesn't match the wrapping paper or whatever, like, I still feel like overall this was a... Although I do agree with Jesse's issues that he brought up in terms of the season and who they chose to bring back. Um, but um, I am really excited to see what season two brings, which I think 
is an important part of a finale of season one as well. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say eight, eight point five. Yeah, so I gave part one a six and a half, which I felt was like slightly harsh, but I actually am just feeling now like, yes, it for me, it was a six and a half, like <laughs> having seen part two. Um, and part two kind of felt like a six and a half to me also. Like hmm. there's there's so much that I loved about it. Um, but it, it's like, I love all the questions that they asked on this show, but I didn't necessarily like the conclusions that they drew, except for the idea that, you know, that these synthetic lives are, you know like deserve protection and like deserve autonomy. I really like that. Um, I like the idea of, you know, there's so many great themes in this episode of Picard saying like, they don't have positive examples and all they need is positive examples to make positive choices. And I'm going to risk or give my life for that cause. Um, I really like that stuff, but I'm thinking back to like my favorite episodes of next generation and they all have like some, you know, there's like always a sense of loss um there's always like a sense of balance in the story like the defector an episode in season three where there's this romulan defector who is trying to save lives by defecting to the federation and trying to you know give them all these like secrets um and i'm going to spoil this episode right now but it turns out that all the secrets he had were fake because the romulans suspected him and then he kills himself the car was onto him yeah, it was, I mean, it's a great episode, and it's so tragic at the end that this guy who's just doing this, like, defecting to save his family from having to grow up in a warring culture um, was lied to and, like, takes his own life. It's, like, so tragic. Or even an episode like The Next Phase, which is another one of my favorites, where um, Jordy and Ensign Rowe are phased out of existence, and, like, they're basically ghosts running around the Enterprise. Um, like, that episode is kind of happy-go-lucky, but then, like... There's also this, like, wonder of their abilities to, like, walk through everything invisibly. It's, like, kind of fun in a way. And they lose that at the end. So even though that's not, like, a big loss because they get to go back to being their normal selves, there's always, like, this sense of balance at the end of the stories that makes them really satisfying to me. And this did not have that because Mm -hmm. the big loss in this episode was that Picard died and then they undid it right away and you don't feel that loss you live like you live with it for like a second and then by the time the episode is over you don't feel it anymore and that makes it feel emotionally manipulative and makes it feel like there wasn't a real loss in this episode like Mm. we we didn't we just kind of won in every way and it doesn't quite balance out to me it's my big problem with the lord of the rings i feel like you know the lord of the rings they should have killed one of the main characters in the last story um to make it balance out like this epic quest to mordor you know like there needed to be more of a loss for me personally there and that's a whole can of worms if you get into with like tolkien enthusiasts they'll like but the scourging of the shire and i'm like well let's not go into that so for me like this story didn't balance at the end and Mm -hmm. i found that to be very unsatisfying Mm -hmm. even though i loved so much of it but on a much more positive note the season as a whole i would give an eight i love this show Mm -hmm. like even though i'm slightly dissatisfied with the ending there's so many bad episodes of star trek the next generation and there's like some bad season finales even i mean there's some really great season finales but there are some dissatisfying season finales of next generation like you know um, particularly season two. It's like one of the worst episodes of the entire show. It ends on like this like wah-wah with this clip show. So 
I don't just judge an episode or a season of a show by where it ends up. And like I said earlier, I love the questions that they were grappling with in this show. Yeah. Even though they didn't really develop them in the way that I would have liked to see or that I personally prefer, I recognize that that's just my own personal preferences. And overall production value, casting, performances, tying into my favorite media from the 90s. I loved this show. I'm so stoked about it. And overall, it's like very high experience for me. Eight, eight out of ten, I would say. Good. I have a question based on your answer. Yeah. Would you have, how would it have sat with you the same or better or worse if they had ended this season with Picard dying? Like, I would have liked it better. And then and then they brought him back, though, obviously, in season two, the way that they brought him back at the end of this episode. I would have hated that. Okay. Would I you would prefer have... that it happened in this yes, episode? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I... I, I'm still a little conflicted about this because I do really want a season two. I would have preferred for them to kill Picard at the end of the series instead of the end of the first season, like we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. And if you're going to kill Picard, fucking kill Picard. Like, don't don't put me through killing Picard yeah. to yank it back a yeah. second later. Yeah. And I, I recognize that it's not the same Picard. It's a slightly new, different Picard. But for all intents and purposes, it's his mind. It's the same looking body. He feels like the same person yeah. to himself and to the audience. So, for all intents and purposes, they just brought him back. And right. I, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. if they're going to bring him, kill him and bring him back, don't don't kill him and then, like, Leave bring him back at the beginning okay. of the next season. That would feel so forced. It would have felt like, oh, we're only going to do one season, but it was so successful. We're going to do another! You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost wish he died earlier in the episode so that we would have earned him. Or it's like, oh, someone was working on this, so by the end, it was like a surprise. I think that's yeah. what it would have been for me. Oh, it's like... There even would have been like five minutes in between him dying and coming back, which yes, there was that scene, but it was like, oh, he's dead. The next thing you do is see him with Data. So yeah. it's like, oh, I I didn't really get to feel sad because mm-hmm. then there he is again. And then he's like, oh, surprise, you're coming back. And you're like, oh, like yeah. I felt really bad for like Elnor where like we mm-hmm. see him sobbing and I'm like yeah. how awkward did that conversation be where he's sobbing he comes back in Picard's like oh hey what's up dude like <laughs> how many times like, is he gonna get left behind by Picard yeah. right? he's like, like I was sobbing outside and I come inside to wipe my tears and there you are yeah. like I don't know I hope someone I, let yeah. him hold spot too Spot two. Right. Because <laughs> he wanted yeah. to see a cat. That's all he's yeah. talked about. I honestly, like, if if they had killed Picard early in the episode before the resolution of the conflict and they'd offered him this choice to become a synth to um, to make sure that Soji makes the right choice to, to convince her to do it, even that I would have liked so much more. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if they had mm-hmm. used him becoming a synth to diffuse the tension and to save the galaxy if he had to make that choice to save the galaxy i buy yeah, that yeah so much more than than what happened like him not having the choice yeah is what bothers me so much and even sure. though like he likes it um it seems like he likes it he wants another 10 or 20 years or whatever um <laughs> got greedy as soon as he got a fake body exactly right, right? yeah and yeah and if i'm 94 years old and i'm offered the opportunity to digitize my consciousness and live in a fantasy land of hyrule or whatever like, live on my own holodeck in my own mind jail. Ugh, I probably wouldn't take it. If, but that's if what Moriarty's doing right now. I know, I was yeah, thinking about that. Yeah. Like, that's how I was going to describe the situation with Data earlier. Like, he's like, he's in Moriarty's little cube. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, but, but if I was able to go into, like, a, a database of other people, where the there database. are other real people in there with me that are yeah, also digitized, database. 
Yeah, like maybe I would do that. You know, he's like, not listening to either one of us. No, he's not. Data, I heard you. It's, <laughs> he's ignoring what, us. How do you guys willfully. rate the season as a whole? I agree with your eight. I feel like a solid eight yeah. of like. Yeah. There is some like if thinking back. One thing I really enjoyed was like you know what they do the previously, but it was like previously from the whole season. Yeah. And there were like things from earlier episodes, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about that moment and like that moment, and like that really helped piece it together for me and I was like man like I really enjoyed this season so I feel like a solid like an mm-hmm. 8 is a high enough number to be like I really enjoyed it like I didn't get fully everything maybe that we could have out of it but like I'm still happy with like how this went and I'm happy that it moved on and I feel like an 8 represents that Yeah. well mm. what about you Doug? yeah that's about right for me I've been wondering this whole time whether I think it's a better first season than discovery or not hmm. and i i feel that they're probably on on par for my sake yeah that that i i would have given discovery first season an eight and i think picard is is in there as well as far as a, it's a really solid first season that makes me want to see more and has some flaws and has some things that i would have done differently but has s- some really beautiful and amazing things that i'm that i'm glad became a part of this this franchise and this sprawling wonderful beautifully messed up weird canon that i that i enjoy so much <laughs> yeah i i think that this is a much better first season than discovery I no surprise agree. to anyone but yeah. no yeah. surprise yeah <laughs> what about you andy overall yeah i i mean i hate to just be a follower one of the synths but uh, <laughs> but uh yes one I, of us. One of us. I agree with an eight um <laughs> Yeah, I do agree with Nate, though. I, I, I think that that's right. I think that it's definitely not um, ugh, without its faults, but I overall, it was a great experience. I'm definitely hungry for more. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think they did a lot of really inter- interesting things. And there were some episodes in here that just felt perfect, honestly. Like, yeah. there that episode where they go... To the um, Nepenthe, yeah, to the Rikers. yeah, that that episode, man, yeah. I will remember that forever. That's by far my favorite episode of the season, no doubt. Yeah, I adored that episode. That to me was absolutely the high point of the season, which in some ways frustrated me because it's like, oh, getting the getting the band back together, all the old characters back together was the best episode of the season. Um, I I want to feel like the new characters are as worthwhile as the old, and by the end of the season, I do feel that. You know, I really love the new characters, and I'm stoked to see more. I yeah, really... my favorite episode was still Space Vegas, so I'm okay with the new characters. <laughs> wait, wait, your favorite episode was was Bejazel? Hell yeah, that was ah! fucking rocks. that's awesome. It was a good one. It's fucking I mean, wild. weird, but like, yeah, and and the fact that that both of those episodes existed in this season. Mm-hmm. They're so wildly different, but I yeah. think they they really are trying to um, serve a range of audience members, and I appreciate yeah. that. I was shocked that we didn't see the uh, the two people that lived on Chateau Picard again at the end of the story. Oh, huh? Yeah, that surprised me too. That basically once they left Earth, they left Earth. Yeah, they were they were done with Earth. Yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah. Well, I was. I hope also- they'll be back. Yeah, I hope so. I was thinking about, like, you were comparing this to season one of Discovery. I was comparing this to season one of The Mandalorian, which is like, mm. you know, my level of wish wish fulfillment, like, give me a live action Star Wars that feels like the original series, 
or give me new stuff with the next generation cast. They both happened back to back. And I think that the Mandalorian was the superior show. Yeah. For sure. Like Mandalorian to me was a 10 out of 10 and Picard was an 8 out of 10. So they were close. Yeah. They're both yeah. great. But the Mandalorian just like Yeah. top to bottom was just an incredible experience that you know that I just but it's like so loved. I mean it was it, the, the, the entire approach is different than right. anything that's been done by Disney or right. Star Trek within their franchise. Right. So totally. And that's what the, I the hope is that the Mandalorian stands as an example of Hey, you don't have to be super conservative with what you do in new projects with your intellectual property because you may throw the dice and it'll pay off in a very big way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just make a baby Picard. <laughs> <laughs> he came back in yeah. a baby body. Yeah. <laughs> now that would have been interesting. And now he has the force. That's season two. There we go, in big years. Yeah. Well, guys, I got to say, Star Trek Club has been yeah, so fun. Yeah, like the highlight yeah. of the last few months. I agree. Um, we got a teaser for season three of Discovery at the beginning of this one. Oh, we did? Didn't you? That was at the very, very beginning. It's what's her name? So, 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 I can't remember her name. Uh, that plays Michael Burnham. Um, did zooming out from her planting the flag. The I didn't Federation see that. Flag. Wait, at the beginning of this episode? Mm-hmm. That didn't... Does, Maybe it didn't show for you. I but didn't yeah, see when it. I, it showed on mine. Yeah, we I didn't see it, it on our oh. end. Weird. Oh. Very weird. Very strange. Maybe, maybe it's just for the cool people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would be you. Well, I would love Not for us. Star Trek Club to continue in some fashion. Do yeah. we want to uh, stop recording and, and make a plan, or do you guys want to make a plan while recording? <laughs> <laughs> I say stop recording and make a plan. Okay, great. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Because I think it'll be a lot of like, um, so what should we do? Yeah, and we don't want to <laughs> commit to anything that, on, on the record. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we You're going to have to wait for right. season two to find out yeah, what we totally. choose. All right. Well, this was amazing. So much fun. I give, I give Picard an 8 out of 10, but I give Star Trek Club a 10 out of 10. Yeah! Yeah! Alright, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, stay, stay nerdy out, out there. there. Stay nerdy! <laughs> Does Picard now go, my presence? Quantum fingering. Quantum, Quantum fingering. Finger. That's a bop. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash spacenerdspodcast. If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!